0: Welcome to the UK Flooring Podcast, a podcast for flooring professionals, experts, retailers, contractors and suppliers across the UK and beyond. Now before we get started, I needed to tell you a quick story. I was having a chat with one of our podcast guests after the show and we were chatting about what works, what doesn't work with websites and digital platforms and things like that. And what came up in the conversation was a Canadian company called Roomvo. Now, Roomvo is a tech company that's produced some software that is a room visualization tool where you simply take a photo of the room, choose the flooring, and then you can show your customer exactly how the room will look with your chosen flooring and different options of colors and styles chevrons and herringbones and planks or whatever your client would like. So if you've met me in person, you know I'm absolutely mad about sales, tactics, marketing, anything for client acquisition in a non-cheesy way and client experience at the front end of any sales process. It's got to be about the client experience. Now, for this episode, we've partnered up with Room4 just to give you an insight of how powerful the tool is. Now, I was blown away when the guys have told me the statistics using this software on your website. It increases your conversion rate by up to five times. There's already 5,000 plus retailers across the globe using this software, and it just increases the buyer's confidence when they're in front of you and you can show them how how things look and you can bring billions of products into a client's home instantly that's the bananas thing it's it's instant you know billions of products i mean the biggest shop in the world can't have billions of products so this software can be used by all it can be used by contractors retailers and in fact roomvo are dedicated to making the experience of the bricks and mortar retailer better for their clients so check them out get dot
1: fantastic because you know you see people at the top end of the industry again telling you how things have been done badly in the past and learn from their mistakes so the so covid was tough um being closed for such amount of time but when when we come back from that it was so busy it was hard to imagine what it was like when we were closed
2: so a little bit of expansion is on the cards
1: yes yes it's that definitely sounds
2: exciting
1: yeah something to to look at in the new year
2: Welcome to the UK Flooring Podcast. On today's episode I've got Sam Wilson from Art of Flooring. So welcome to the podcast Sam. I am exactly. very excited to have you on today because I've not done one for a while and um, so it's nice just to have a coffee and um, whilst having a chat with you. So thank you. So let's start off with um, the, the same question we ask all the time. Who is Sam Wilson
1: uh, Sam Wilson. Um, I am the general manager for Art of Flooring, a, a Cambridge-based uh, supplier of wood floors, carpets, and LVT.
2: Fabulous. And where did Art of Flooring come from? Give me some history on Art of yeah. Flooring.
1: So Art of Flooring was the idea of uh, Pierre and Lawrence Dewett, who are the owners of our sister company Art of Clean, and uh, now Art of Clean have been uh, cleaning and restoring uh, floor coverings and uh, wood floors uh, and upholstery in Cambridge for uh, over 15 years now. And uh, it came to them as an idea that they can't always look after someone's uh, carpet. It might be too worn out. The wood floor itself might be um, ready for uh, renew rather than repair. Um, So they came to the idea that they would actually look into supplying and installing the floors, and carpets as well as a separate business. Um, that's when they approached me. Uh, so Pierre and Lawrence to try and cut a long story very short, but uh, they were my customers at a previous job um, mm-hmm. where I was uh, sort of had a, a team uh, sorry, a customer base of my own um, as a hard in a hardware retailer. They approached me about joining them and setting up a new business. Um, I thought it was a great opportunity to start my own sort of business with someone else's money <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah that was that's where we started really so we set up a shop on uh, Milton Road in Cambridge and um, there we have it.
2: And how long have you been in the role now?
1: Uh, so myself I started the actual business about f- just over five and a half years ago um, wow. but our showroom opened in October 2017 so yeah we're just sort of five years old really as a showroom.
2: Okay and what got you into the flooring business?
1: Well yeah it was a bit of a a move should we say because I I was working for uh, a hardware retailer before so nothing to do with flooring. It was Pierre and Lawrence's idea just to join it and I was like well hang on a second I don't know anything about flooring and they said to be honest that's a good thing. Um, we can teach you everything we need to know, and obviously, we can send you on all the courses uh, to learn from the beginning, but learn from the experts. So, yeah.
2: What, what did was, that uh, journey look like, Sam, for for training up as somebody that is a complete newbie in yeah. the foreign industry? How did you find that, and what was what was that process, and how did that look?
1: Yeah, so it was it was a <laughs> a good journey, as you said. That um, in the first couple of months of being in the new role. Um, I went on several training courses at Floor Skills. Um, so obviously, the one of the leading uh, training centres for uh, flooring in the UK, uh, did all the subfloor preparation courses for them. Um, and also uh, went on uh, some carpet cleaning courses. So to understand obviously, what the other the guys do as well and uh, and understand what the end product looks like as well it was quite intense in the first few weeks and months um, but one of the other good things I'd done was uh, volunteered for something that's called work camp parquet uh, which is um, a volunteer uh, camp for people uh, interested in learning about wooden floors um, now that at the time it was being sponsored by Palmen uh, who are one of the Uh, suppliers that we, or manufacturers, sorry, that we use a great deal of their products uh, in both parts of the business, art of clean and art of flooring, where we do wood floor restoration as well as finishing of new floors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went away to Germany uh, and volunteered for the work camp parquet with them. Uh, So we spent a whole week restoring a floor, uh, well, installing a new floor, sorry, in a castle that burnt down. Um, So that was a really sort of in, interesting uh an intense way to start the flooring business
2: is that scheme still available now do you know yeah
1: they are they are still doing work camp parquet and i believe actually there is a work camp parquet in the uk actually uh in the next coming couple of years um so would be something to look forward to
2: wow because i think that's been probably one of the biggest things that we've um had a problem with is getting new blood into the system but also in recent years people really struggling for labor as well yeah. and being able to take on apprenticeship or doing some on-site based learning has always been an issue so hearing that you went through a similar process and that it might be coming to the UK is, is a really yeah. good thing um how did you find that experience it, you know talk, talk me through that training experience that they physically gave you
1: um it was just hands-on experience with experts in the industry uh and obviously being from everyone from different countries I think there was about 40 to 50 people uh from all over Europe it wasn't just sort of British people so um teamed up with uh some great guys actually uh that I remember still from Holland um, and just learning what they do on a daily basis because uh, mm-hmm. they had a mix of uh sort of people like me that have fresh into the industry and then um, a majority of sort of more experienced people that actually just dedicated their time to this project to make sure it was done well. Um, And so, yeah, it's learning from people that do it daily really was the best way Mm -hmm. um, on on this uh, work camp parquet. Um, I think other than that, learning from obviously floor skills um, was fantastic because, you know, you see people at the top end of the industry again telling you, how things have been done badly in the past and to learn from their mistakes. So um, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't recommend that anyone uh, doesn't come into the industry without any training uh, and doesn't just learn from one person. So um, here obviously at our flooring as well, we've got more than one more uh, team member that is uh, in charge of sort of looking after the customers so we've focused our time on training them as well uh even though they're not laying the floors yeah they have to know what's what 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 we do on a daily basis so Mm uh sally and phil in the showroom um they they've also been on the same training courses
2: great and so how many members of the team have you got at the moment and how is that structured
1: so i've got myself uh and phil um that do most of the surveys um, as well as sort of uh, the quotes. So um, we're on the road quite a lot of the time. Uh, and then when we're not, we're planning the the jobs that we've, we've booked in. We've got Sadie in the showroom, who's our newest t- team member. So mm-hmm. she's coming to uh, take a lot of the strain off of myself and Phil. We're answering the emails and the phone calls, um, but also she does a fantastic job of uh, speaking to the customers on their first uh, time in the showroom. We then have uh, Michael, who's in our warehouse, so he uh, makes sure that everything comes in is checked. Um, and then we've got Warren, our apprentice uh, installer, uh, who's who's at, doing an apprenticeship with floor skills at the moment, and he's learning everything from carpet install to LBT and, and wow. even doing a bit of wood where the apprenticeship doesn't cover the wood flooring, but mm-hmm. he's seeing uh, a lot of wood floors being installed, so he's getting a bit more experience yeah um yeah we use a lot of subcontractors for our installs um obviously being quite a new business it's hard to take on the uh the experience floor fitters at such a cost um but that is one thing that we would love to do in the future
2: okay so have your internal internal teams rather than subcontracted it would be a way forward for you guys
1: i think so yeah yeah learning from what i've heard from other people <laughs>
2: Yeah and in the last five years then what have been the biggest challenges the business has faced apart from the obvious that you've done it right over the middle of Covid now we're nearly three years past that which is mental.
1: Yes Um, biggest challenges uh, I mean getting started obviously as a new business um, with people in the area uh, it has been quite a challenge to get off the ground but We've been obviously helped out from our existing customer base with uh, Art of Clean mm-hmm. so it probably hasn't been as much of a struggle as what other companies would have gone through. Yeah I'd say Covid was tough um, being closed for such amount of time but then when we come back from that it was so busy it was mm-hmm. hard to imagine what it was like when we were closed. I think uh, one of the biggest challenges for someone like us that's been that not only uh, is doing wood flooring but is doing carpets as and LVT is actually finding the accounts um, because uh, being a new company in the centre of Cambridge when you have existing competition around the area mm-hmm. not every supplier wants to deal with you because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, they want to keep uh, loyal to their other uh, customers which is fair enough um, I appreciate that um, but obviously we've stood the ground we don't um, as we went on and done, make sure we were doing the right thing. And now we're getting approached by companies that were turning us down. So that was yes. quite good.
2: Yeah. And do you have a particular niche that you really focus on or are you just all floor coverings?
1: Um, when we first started, our our big focus was on wood flooring. Uh, and that was the, the niche market that we tar- targeted. We saw that everyone else in the area was basically doing the same thing, um, you know, uh, click wood floors um making it easy no one was really doing um like the traditional uh parquet floors and you know all all of that type of thing so we really focused on uh doing a more traditional type of wooden floor um and making a song and dance of it should we say <laughs> so we we can do these things but everyone else is just doing the basics um and that that was our niche at the beginning but now we've opened up uh to more carpets and definitely lvts in the last few years although we have done them from the beginning uh we're definitely more focused on uh, on them now um and doing everything really well
2: and if you could choose only one floor covering out of those three which is yeah. your favorite and why yeah,
1: definitely would um definitely. yeah def- there's no doubt about it yeah wood is my favorite um uh why uh, i just think it the whole. Feel and look of it is just so, so much more uh, <laughs> interesting than the others. Um, carpets just get tired looking very quickly. Um, it, well, it depends on which one you have, obviously, yeah. but I, st- I still feel that uh, a wood floor looks good no matter what the damage. <laughs> um, it's got character of its own.
2: Mm-hmm. I went to see um, a client last week um, who had. A carpet installed in 1990 and it was a very expensive carpet and it looked brand new so Mm. 1990 and she said they just don't make them like this anymore yeah and because of that she was like okay now i need a new lifetime product and that lifetime product has to be wood." i mean this lady is in her 70s yeah so you know she she's all in for you know making, um, making a home lovely, but also making sure that she's building buying the best for what she can afford. And yeah. she just said you know, and I think that's the same with most things, isn't it? That you always hear people say they they don't make them like they used to.
1: Exactly. Yeah, uh, I agree. With wood flooring, is is built to last for a long, long time. You mm. know. Um, yeah, there are some great carpets out there, and still. Um, You know some very good quality uh carpets can can last a long time but even if you just get a little spill or um something that's damaged the carpet you'll always see that um and same is true with a wood floor but I think the character of a wooden floor is so different you can kind of hide it a bit more (laughs) Um, and it'll still look good even if it is has a little stain or something on it
2: yeah exactly so here's a question for you what advice would you give to someone pursuing a career path similar to yours if you could do it all over again what would be that one thing you would advise somebody else
1: yeah um never think that you know it all so yeah always continue learning um even if you've done a subfloor preparation course at the beginning things change all the time so just continue to do it year in year out um you know i we've we've just come back from another oozing subfloor training course so uh, always learn from what you know the best in the industry as well um so you know don't just go for the cheapest brands and things like that make sure you pick like someone's at the top of the game um so yeah just continue learning
2: <laughs> and and how would you do that so how would you advise somebody to Um, Choose their suppliers and put them through that testing phase of, again, these are a really good supplier because of X, Y, and Z. How have you done that? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So we had a good relationship with Powman from the the beginning with uh, our sister company, Art of Clean. Uh, And I say we have focused on those brands. So Powman, Oozing, Wolf, uh, the, the sort of family of companies there. Um, and really just comes down to practicing or, you know, playing around with the other products that are available and, and making your own decision on what you think is the best. Um, you know, when we were looking for a wood floor supplier, obviously right at the beginning, you know, there's hundreds of them out there. Mm. Uh, I had a room full of samples um, <laughs> that I requested from pretty much everyone that I found on on the internet um right at the beginning and it was only through sort of seeing the product and and uh you know looking at it and studying it really was i'm able to make a decision on which one i f- felt was best and obviously i didn't just make that mind by what i thought was best without having the education i asked assistance from other people in in the industry as well so um not not just going for the cheapest product Uh, um you know if it costs more it costs more there's probably a reason why it does cost more as well so um we're not not afraid of spending the money to make sure we get a good product
2: and client experience and relationship building with those suppliers is obviously critical in that process as well isn't it and Mm. having choosing suppliers based on what your own um what your own ethos is in your own business and how you would expect to be treated and externally and internally also helps with that i see it every day where there's You know, contractors will choose the cheapest product because it's the cheapest product to pass on to their end user. And that's not necessarily the best way to go. You know, there is a saying that quality isn't quantified by price tag alone. And I'm a massive believer of that. So if it does cost more and it leads to less mistakes, Less cock-ups, less issues down the line, uh, you know. And if there is an issue, that they deal with it and you know take ownership of that is really critical as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Has there has there ever been an experience that you've had? Um, you don't need to name name any names, <laughs> okay? Um, that made you think shit. We shouldn't have used that product.
1: Um, luckily, I haven't had too many bad experiences. Um, but like I said, sometimes where you think you there was a, you're trying to find a solution for something that's maybe just happened on the day you know mm-hmm. uh it wasn't quite what you expected when you first turned up um and then you're looking for a quick solution because your fitters are on the job um we need to get it done we can't just walk off and leave the customer for weeks on end without doing a job so we need to find a solution there and then um and yeah you, you called up and asked asking for assistance from the company whatever whoever it may be mm-hmm. and then they they say they have a product that kind of does everything um so you kind of take <laughs> take Ever. their move advice <laughs> yes um and then only later uh <laughs> you you discover that obviously there are reasons why these other products don't say they do everything <laughs> um and yeah we we then learn from those mistakes and move on you know mm-hmm. uh i so said i don't you shouldn't just go for the cheapest product you know there's reasons why these products are priced the way they are there's so much research and development that goes into them um they have a cost for a reason and mm-hmm. um you know we're we're not afraid to um spend money on the good products because you know uh, our customers knowing that we'll we'll do a good job will will pay that money mm-hmm. and um it, there's always going to be someone cheaper so why would you make yourself uh cheaper just by picking the better the cheaper product you should go mm-hmm. for the best there is and go yeah. and keep going
2: exactly and what do you think is the biggest challenge within the flooring industry right now
1: um i think touching it earlier i think it is uh new blood coming into the industry yeah. um I say our, our, one of our uh, sorry our apprentice that is uh on the apprenticeship at the moment he he is a uh, slightly older than the Normal apprentice, should we say? Yeah. Um, But even the news I have coming back from him is that, uh, yeah, maybe a quarter of the people that started the apprenticeship are still on it. Wow. So, (laughs) um, you, you, yeah, you you might be able to get them in at the beginning, but they don't always stay there as well. Why do you
2: think that is? Why do you think that people there's such a high turnaround and dropout rate of new people into the industry? I
1: oh, wish I knew, but it might be the same case for every industry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe they're too young at the moment <laughs> to to take on to the the apprenticeships, and maybe you need to give them a few more years to mature and see what they actually really want to do in life. But um, I have to say, I haven't seen many young fitters out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a strange one, isn't it? And I think I've touched mm-hmm. on this in a few other podcasts that I've that I've done as well. That. You know the the young blood. How do we how do we get them excited about coming in here? What you know, where's that carrot that we can dangle to go? Come on, come and join us over here. Yeah. Um, because we seem to be an aging population, and <laughs> you know we don't seem to be getting any younger. So um, maybe that's something that we need to try and work on in 2023 with whoever the appropriate partners are to try yeah. and get some more people in. Um, here's a question as well. What how have you built your and grown your team? you know in what stages did you do that so um i think when you came on one of our courses we talked about um looking at growing a team and how to do that sustainably and getting rid of things like if you remember the 10 pound task yeah did you start recruiting on that basis thinking right okay what do i need to now delegate out to how am i going to do that so how what did your recruitment strategy look like within your team
1: um still early days <laughs> um but yeah obviously since i have been on the course it has helped uh, look at look at those areas but um from right from the beginning we had uh someone uh join myself to you know i can't do it all myself especially um, the amount of business mm-hmm. that you, you can bring in so we had uh, myself and one other uh who basically done the same roles um we both uh, looked for suppliers we both um done surveys we both done sales we both uh, organized um the Uh, installations and then uh, completion and everything, so it was all just done by two people. Um, We then uh, later down the line brought in obviously my colleague Phil, um, and uh, we then had slightly different focuses. Um, However, we were again still mainly sharing tasks. It wasn't long after that that we realized actually we do need to uh, start to separate (laughs) <laughs> the tasks that we're doing and making sure people have their own responsibilities mm-hmm. and and that's when we yeah say so brought in Sally uh, but um, before that we actually used a virtual assistant um, okay. to try and say take away some of those 10 pound tasks so uh, a little bit like um, our social media sorry um, all those little marketing things that take up a lot of time uh, for yourself to do and um, mm-hmm you can spend a little bit of time outsourcing those uh, little bits Um, and then really the the eye-opener was when I did come to the course and realized actually we need someone to deal with the admin and the phone calls the things that get in the way of the the bigger tasks Mm -hmm. so um, I don't want to be when I'm working on a quote for you know Tens of thousands of pounds, <laughs> whatever it may be. I don't want to have a phone call uh, from someone just seeing that they can come and make an appointment. You know, the future yeah. business is is definitely needed, but obviously the focus on the big challenge, uh, task in hand, is is also required. So, you need someone to um, think about those smaller things um, and keep your focus. So, uh, yeah, bringing Sally in was was good, and obviously going forward, um, we would be looking at um, giving ourselves individual focus. So actually in the new year, Phil's changing roles. So rather than doing um, sales and surveys, what he's currently doing, he's going to be switching more to the operation side of the business and actually making sure that the jobs that we do get are installed to the best of our ability, rather than uh, I say, a second, uh, second part of the job.
2: And what's your least favorite thing to do in the business? Because, you know, (laughs) um, has anybody ever asked you, that? what's your least favorite thing that you don't like doing?
1: Um, Oh, that's a tough one. I I, I have to say I I do like every single part of the job. Um, You know, at the beginning, I I, I built it all from scratch. So (laughs) it's not one thing I don't like doing. Um, If I was to be really pushed on the question, it would probably be uh accounts yeah. <laughs> although i do i do like my numbers <laughs> and my spreadsheets <laughs> um, looking at the accounts is isn't as is, is that exciting <laughs>
2: no it isn't and what are the what are the plans you've got as a team for 2023
1: uh was, yeah so we had a uh a good day the other day goal setting for the the, the future um And yeah, 2023, uh, it's quite exciting for the team. We're we're planning to go to Panagé, which is uh, one of our wood floor suppliers. Plan to go there for a factory tour. So that would be interesting. That's in in France. Um, And yeah, really, um, the biggest thing is to look for a new showroom.
0: So
1: I I shouldn't say that, but (laughs) (laughs) it depends who's listening. Um, But yes, we would like to uh, look for a, a slightly bigger showroom.
2: I was going to say, so is that a bigger one to what you've got or is that a second one?
1: Uh, Bigger.
2: A bigger one. Okay. So a little bit of expansion is on the cards.
1: Yes. Yes. it's That sounds
2: exciting.
1: Yeah. Something to to look at in the new year.
2: What motivates you um, in the morning to get up and go to work and always be smiling? Because every time I see you, Sam, you've always (laughs) got the biggest smile on your face and you look like the most happiest, most positive person um what more to (laughs) think
1: um I don't know I've uh, yeah I challenged myself on that a a few weeks ago actually um still haven't really put my finger on it Uh, (laughs) I enjoy enjoy doing what I'm doing um I feel like you know building a business is something to be proud of um Mm -hmm. and to see it grow uh is is really enjoyable for me so yeah yeah, that is great and obviously yeah my wife and my dog and all those things that you get out of bed for is uh yeah is is what I do every day
2: the motivation behind it.
1: yeah yeah
2: good okay so we're going to go into a bit of a quick fire round now just so Mm -hmm. that um, the listeners can hear about you a little bit more so I'm going to change it up a little bit because we're not going to do all of the usual ones but if you could start a new business tomorrow what would it be and why
1: Okay, that's a, a good one. Um, I think anything that uh, puts the customers first. Yeah, so it's a customer experience is the the biggest thing I've, I've put behind uh this business. So if I was to do it again, it would be something along the same lines, uh, making sure that the customers and obviously the team that we work with are are happy. So yeah. um, in what industry, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I've got quite a, a technical mind, I'd say. So I, I do quite like computer-related stuff. So maybe something like that. <laughs> okay.
2: Next one then. So, what is one thing that most people don't know about you?
1: Um, that's a challenge. Uh, one thing <laughs> when people don't know about me. <laughs>
2: Any hidden talents, <laughs> Sam? Um,
1: probably not, no. Um, pens are you speaking to? Uh, <laughs> hopefully you can edit this as well. I can edit this. I can <laughs> edit, um, edit this.
2: I can't edit. I'll let you think about that. Yeah, I'll okay. let you think about it and we'll come yeah. back to it. Um, If you won £10 million tonight, what would you spend it on?
1: Uh, I think a, a, a couple of properties. Uh, One... Definitely for investment, maybe more than one for investment and uh, a nice one uh, to for it to live. Um, that would be the biggest start. A couple of cars probably and a nice holiday.
2: Very good. What would be your you two cars of choice?
1: Oh, uh, not a massive car guy. I just like them, uh, <laughs> but I would probably have something fairly old um, if I was to go... Uh, sort of sporty um i I couldn't name one but it's a nice classic sports car yeah uh, and then a more modern sports car as well probably
2: very good and if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be
1: oh um yeah definitely a burgers and steak yeah (laughs) what together (laughs) yeah steak burgers (laughs) a steak burger sounds yeah probably yeah probably steak and chips
2: (laughs) yeah it sounds like. Um, just following up on that though, just out of interest, Five Guys yeah. or Dominoes?
1: Uh, Scotty, Five Guys, yeah. Over Dominoes, Domino. I think uh, I can't remember who said it the other day, but yeah, Domino's definitely does something to you. as uh, yeah. Too much salt in it. I think I drink water all night, and it's not enough to <laughs> get back whatever they do to you. Um, but yeah, Five Guys has got to be one of the 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 best but greasiest burgers you'll ever have. <laughs>
2: um next one is coke or pepsi
1: uh coke yeah
2: yeah full fat or diet
1: uh from, probably diet yeah
2: from a can or from a bottle
1: uh bottle actually yeah
2: bottle or draft
1: <laughs> bottle again
2: <laughs> it's, it's funny when i ask people that they're like there's no difference there definitely is a difference oh, yeah, there between is, a yeah. bottle of coke and a can of coke and i much prefer a nice cold can of coke than i do oh, okay. a bottle of coke yeah. It's really
1: yeah, maybe too too many bubbles in the cans. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that could be one reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, that
2: could be one reason. Um, last thing, what are your thoughts on wood floors in kitchens?
1: Uh, can be done. Um, it depends on the owner. So, <laughs> uh, if you are able to, uh, well, if you'd like to take care of it, um, then there's no reasons why you shouldn't have it in the kitchen. It's yeah. uh, if you put it in the kitchen and don't think about what you're doing then that's when you're going to get problems so okay. um yeah uh, happy to do wood floors in kitchens and in fact one of the first through we say not- notable jobs that we got uh was a wood floor in a kitchen and it still looks yeah. great today so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it
2: all just depends depends on the environment depends on the owner yeah i like that yeah
1: I, um, I think you know it's 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 weird because uh, I said how do I know it's it's still like that today it's not a friend it's uh, it was um it's the customers sold the house uh, and they didn't sell it because they got a wood floor in the kitchen um, but right. they sold a the house and the new owners of the of that house came to us for another job um and it, and okay. it's just funny how you uh, walk into it I've been here before yeah. <laughs> um and now we've actually extended that that wood floor from the kitchen into the rest of the home so yeah it's gone well
2: good and finally, how do our listeners get in touch with you and your team if they need to? Um, and what platforms are you on?
1: Uh, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, all the social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn as well. But um, yeah, obviously our website, uh, um, is the best place to, to go first.
2: Wonderful. Thank you, Sam. And thank you for joining us today. It's been great to see you. Yeah. Um, even though we weren't actually expecting to have a podcast <laughs> with me today. But I love seeing you, I love seeing your smiley face. It cheers me up. So thank, um, you. thank you so much. And um, yeah, take care for now. No,
0: thanks for your time. Thanks for having no me. No problem. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockrellandco.co.uk. That's cockrellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account which is Cockrell & Co, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.